Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for clicking or tapping on our conversation with Daniel Seavey. This is his first ever solo interview on our couch. He's always talked to us with Why Don't We. Obviously, things are different. He's going to talk all about it. We're going to get into life and, and, and literally everything. Everything is coming out in this conversation. It's really a powerful one, and I appreciate him very much, and I appreciate you for joining us today. Thank you. Today's conversation is being delivered by GoPuff. If you need something delivered, why not use GoPuff? They're incredibly reliable, they're the right price, and they're pretty much instant. And that's not a joke. Everywhere I go, GoPuff bags follow me because they offer everything and I need everything and anything at any moment in time. And I know that when I need something, they're always gonna get it to me quick. From snacks to electronics to home goods, whatever you need, there's thousands of items available on GoPuff ready to get to you with the quickness to try them out. Why not, right? You're gonna get something delivered eventually. Why not go puff it? I'll save you $10 off your first two orders. Just use the code ZAC10 when you're checking out. That is ZAC10 to save $10 off your first two orders. I appreciate you. I appreciate Daniel CB. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful I'm human. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. Like, this is crazy. This is the this first is time crazy. you've actually ever been on the show alone. Mm-hmm. I know it's weird. We've, so empty. We've spent time alone. Now it's you, just me, Zach. And another Dan. This is like I've gotten Dan to know the you. first. Actually, he's the first Dan. Yes, I'll around. respect it. Dan I Jean didn't respect it in our first interview. I was like another Dan, but respectfully, you were the first. Dan, Thank so. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, come to terms with. It. <laughs> well, he's older. Yeah, Dan is old. He's wise. Older. Well, well, wiser. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. We'll see. <laughs> I'm still mad, actually. <laughs> Wait, so. Yeah, honestly, the, the real question there is like, is wisdom determined based on years alive or experiences within experiences the years you're here? For sure, yeah. Well, you've definitely had and more experiences than I have. Oh, well, thanks. Given the last two years, I would say I'm like 60 years old right now, <laughs> if you were to put it on paper. It's been a crazy two years. That's to say the least. Oh, yeah. And I say that as somebody who's known you for many, many moons. But many all, moons. But also like, I'm like weirdly involved in some of it. But, True. But also, like, I'm watching a human being, like, and I don't even think it's necessarily by choice, mm. grow and come to terms with themselves, yes, as a person, but also as an artist. Oh, man. But then, like, I, I also think that, like, places, already gonna, but dude, just like, got in here, man. I felt really Thanks. bad. I'm going to start right Thank out you. the gate. I felt yeah. really bad when your house... W- w- had so oh, yeah, that, was, up that was a little interesting. Luckily, I was in Miami, but I had this front door cam, and I just like happened to see the notification, and I was like, 
oh, who? They were turned at first, so I didn't see who it was. Mm-hmm. And then they, when they turned around, I recognized them from a show. Like, they came to a lot of meet and greets. And I was like, what are you doing at my house? <laughs> get out. Yeah, it was a little crazy. I, I knew you were gone, but I get very sad over those things because things that you think are yours and are personal and are safe. Yeah are betrayed and corrupted yeah it was a little gnarly like i do it's think, hard to go back i think i wrapped my head around the idea pretty young that there's a price you pay for this life and it is your privacy is out the window no pun intended because that's what she climbed through but <laughs> but that but that's the price you that's a that's the price you pay and so i don't know like yes i would prefer that it doesn't happen but i also like I don't know. It didn't shock me necessarily in a sense. I was like, yeah, that's kind of... And we saw some crazy stuff on the road, so maybe it kind of warmed me up to that. Like, fans sneaking into rooms and, you know, you get in your room and you're like, oh, what are you doing in here? Like, yeah. that that stuff did happen, so I don't know. But he, kinda used to it. You, the home thing, though, was weird. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it's you, like Hannah Montana. Like, you're Hannah Montana when you're out on the road. Like, I was... They got me when I was Miley, you know? I was like, whoa, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Yeah kind of crazy you can come to terms with it and accept it because it comes with the territory of like what it means to be in the public eye yeah but it could also still be weird as a human being that your your home that is yours yeah has been infiltrated and really like that is gross yeah no it's pretty gnarly it's pretty gnarly i think if you sit on it too long it actually starts to mess with you and that's Mm -hmm. this whole business you think about this business too much at all and it starts to rack your brain the last two years taught me that like there's stuff i take serious now and I and like I feel like the last two years taught me things matter, words matter, but there's things I choose to make matter less for my sake to just like not go insane because this life is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy world out here in the music business, and it's ongoing. Yeah. So if you get hung up too deeply on one thing, you're not gonna have the ability to keep moving forward. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. So and you gotta stay. Mo- I love that you said that. You gotta stay moving forward. You gotta stay moving forward and doing what you love, and that's exactly what I've been trying to do. Just make music love doing it I, i'm going out on the road soon like i'm trying to what? trying to have fun with by it yourself again, you know? hold yeah. on we need uh, yeah 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 we'll, okay we'll yes get there. i'm still coming Sorry. to terms with the fact that i'm talking to just you i i know me too and you dude. sat in that spot on the couch before. you do have my can favorite I, pillow though still so i can yeah, use that I, for comfort you still never fully introduced him oh it's daniel cedis here everybody <laughs> oh, <what's up>, guys? <laughs> sorry um <laughs> The no. other Dan. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Dan number two. I'm Dan the second. No, that cat pillow is the most famous thing about us. It's and, so cute. And, and more famous than any one person who ever comes on our show. Totally. All the fans just want to see this cat. That's the, which I get. It's, it's And your cardigans, though, lately. I think your cardigans are second in line well, for th- the best part. You know, you're very complimentary to me. <laughs> you're very you. kind. and uh, you're awesome. Well, I, so are you. I really appreciate Thanks. that. And uh, I've said, said it before. I'll say it again. Any human being that comes through and... Uh, is down to go to St. Jude with me in Memphis, Tennessee, is Dude, somebody I ride with for life. You were at some wild shows. <laughs> yeah. You went to some big cities, and then we'd be in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> no, and together. you'd pop up in the green room, we'd be like, Zach, what are you doing here? I, I remember- In Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> like, what's going on? Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi. Shout out Wichita, though. They're lit there. That was a fun place. <laughs> I want to go back there. Bro, like, I remember listening to your first, the music that you were making on your own, yeah. In Why Don't We. Yeah. It was your first batch. The oh, first I time played you. Oh. All that. In yeah. Memphis, Tennessee. And shout out Zach for taking the time to listen. And oh. 
I, I would play him 30 songs back to back and you would listen to every I, single one. Some I'd be like, play it again. No, yeah, and you would listen to the lyrics and I, yeah. he was interviewing me outside of interviews, so you know he's meant for it. You know what I mean? He was genuinely curious about what I was writing about. Were these songs, little demos. Were these songs you were writing for yourself or for the band? For the band. Yeah, for the band and I kind of was just writing them hoping they might end up at the band or somewhere but That's i was just it. writing it like a hobby really you know but like it was also the first time you were getting trust like i remember yeah, that yeah. so vividly yeah of like trust that you were really entitled that i to was a writer for. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like and, we were and, pretty gatekeeped on that growing up a little early on you know so, so it was good to yeah it was good to finally get some recognition from someone so awesome you know? <laughs> but like but there's such quality there and thank you, you. you really are such a musician thank so, you that's that was my first i mean when i was three years old i was the nerd little whiz kid that could play the piano and hear a thing and know how to play it and you know i was that kid so it was weird being told at some point that i couldn't write or play an instrument cool. well enough and i was it, it racks your brain but talk about this business racking your brain that did it for a little bit and then eventually people like you validated like wait this is really good and i was like oh uh, you know i started playing I played demos for fans and hotels just because I was so desperate to like ha and yeah I, I just wanted to see what people thought you know I wanted to see if they liked it and so I'm sneaking we're in the hotel <laughs> lobby and I'm like put in these airpods you gotta hear this you know and yeah I mean they might be a little biased but they all loved it so <laughs> but so you really like the the transition to becoming a solo artist hmm. it's where you started but it where you hone your your skills and your craft totally is doing why don't we Oh, yeah. Regardless oh. of the trials oh, and tribulations I, you were thrown through. Me and Jonah the other day were hanging out. We were sitting by a pool and it, we were saying, it, why don't we feel like college for us? Mm -hmm. You know, it was five, six years of us figuring out how this business goes at sort of the age college is. So I, I see the whole thing as such a blessing, but it it taught us so, so much about how this all goes. What is the biggest thing you learn I mean, in a couple of different categories, so I'll, I'll start slow, but like, let's start in the studio. Like, what what is your biggest takeaway creatively um, that you may keep with you that you acquired during uh, the time of the group? <laughs> you make, you're making noises today. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> just like a symphony of grunts. <laughs> We're going to have the craziest beat to sample from this. <laughs> just like the craziest. Please. Uh, I would say the band... I, it taught me to have fun in the studio because I think you can take it so serious and be like, I need to prove I know what I'm doing. And I tried to do that a lot. And then like Zach might come in and be like, on the mic. And you're like, why is he doing that? And why is this so funny and cool? I mean, you li I, have you heard like Poland by Lil Yachty? No. You hear that song? I took the walk. Like it's the funniest, coolest song. And when you hear how he made it, he was joking when he made the song. Mm. But when I heard that the first time, I was like, this is the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. That's what I think Why Don't We Taught Me in the studio was like, still make it fun. Like, I'm I'm a nerd music guy. Like, I'm a music whiz. Like, I take it pretty serious and I'm like rule oriented. The band would have so much fun in there that, you know, that I, I try to keep that energy now where when I go in, I start with like the concept that I take really seriously and want it to sound like. And I usually have like a pretty stern vision of what I want. But then I try to come in the next day, like fully back up and be like, all right, now, like if I'm jumping around right now, enjoying this, is that happening or not? And how do I make that happen? That's yeah. You the can band, the it. band was so fun in the studio. The energy was just always 
so chaotic. But it comes through in the record in yeah, the right thank ways. You, thank you. Thank you. So you want to keep fun. Yeah. What do you learn about the business that you carry with you as you build a new business? Oh, gosh. I'm still learning so much. I try to learn less at this point. I know too much about this <laughs> business, man. Yeah, it makes you more jaded, uh, no? I would say don't sign anything that you haven't had somebody look over. That would be like my big... If like you're new to this business, like take the time. Even if it's a golden opportunity, if they're going to take it away before someone can look at it, it's not worth taking. A hundred percent. That is some advice I wish I was told. And I actually... I was told it by Harry Connick Jr., who was a good friend of mine. He said, don't sign anything without someone looking over it. But when that golden ticket's waved in front of you, and again, I count it as a blessing, so it's a weird you know, juxtaposition, but you gotta be, you got to be careful because it can come with some, you know, there's always yin and yang, so just be careful. You got to just watch your steps. That's what I, I feel like I've learned to watch my steps a lot more. Does that change how you are as a person as it regard in regards to who you yeah, let in it did and and i feel like it taught like again there was yin and yang it taught me good things i liked and there are things where i didn't like how much i was looking over my back and i i had trust issues and a lot of that i've been trying to work on i think covid a lot of people were like realizing things about themselves where they're like oh i want to work on that and there was stuff i definitely now feel like i'm sinking back into that i missed about myself where i like being a loving fun-filled energy-filled person and when you got to be all watching your back and business oriented you can't be that so i'm trying to kind of like put a tie between the two you know put a wall between the two i can be that and like flip the switch if i need to now and i take that as like a good thing that i can do but i don't want to be that guy all the time like that that guy sitting in a courtroom is not someone i enjoy being, you know terrifying i don't think anyone enjoys being that person you know and shout out attorneys i don't know how they're people i don't know how they <laughs> exist they are some crazy characters yeah they, they yeah wait hold some awesome dudes doing that job all the time so i understand what you're saying in terms of when you give so much energy to watching your back you can't put a positive step forward yeah it's just because it, it's energy it's focus shift yeah it's, well it and it, and it, messes, it messes with you like bodily mentally uh -huh. like that was the first time i had a lot of that hit me and it, it is like a battle you know figuring that out and i'm still figuring it out but i think at some point i reminded myself like that was always there even when we were the band we had this guy that would make us feel all that stuff that life now started to make me feel like but it was a choice where you could decide to let that ruin the rest of your day, or you could decide, no, I'm gonna fight right now to stay positive. And it's cliche, but it really does work, making that choice for yourself. And it's tough when you're in this lull of down, it's tough to wanna be like, I'm gonna fight more on top of all the crap I already have to deal with to not only deal with it, but also have a positive attitude. That's not easy. Like it's it's not some flip of the switch where you're just like, I'm gonna be happy. Like, no, you gotta you gotta work for it and fight for it put yourself in uncomfortable situations oh, but yeah. you gotta do it it's so worth it you know what is happiness <sighs> a choice i don't know i would say it's a choice you gotta you it's something you gotta fight for definitely and there's moments where it's given to you but i think you work for those moments when they happen you know so i don't know you i think it's a choice you work for those moments yeah i think so is there a truth to being able to achieve a baseline of happiness Yes, yes and no. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't think I have the answer to that question necessarily. I think this world is is pretty bizarre, and so I, for me at least in my life, it's been this. You know, I think there's lows of amazing moments, and there's lows of lows, and I but think that it's, is. I life. think that yeah, exactly. I think that's the way that you ride the whole time, and when you become aware of that, I think the last two years made me more aware of this can happen, but so can this. You know, and you need to just back up sometimes and realize that's kind of how life just goes you know in terms of not taking it too serious that's where i try not to take it too serious is like don't get caught up in the little nuances of where you're down and where you're up just like back up and try to enjoy it as a whole wherever you are and, and that's tough to do it's not it's easier said than done oh yeah but that's the battle i've been trying to fight is even in the lull of all the crap that happened i'm like wait but right now i'm on the zach saying show i'm making music i love i'm actually still close with my bandmates after all of this crap is said and done, you know, so uh, there's always yin and yang to everything, you know, there's always highs and lows. So it's that's where I feel like happiness is a choice is you kind of choose which moment you want to take as good, you know. Yeah. But you, by the way, there's because there's always good. There is always you good. You can find good in everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, almost everything. Let me yeah. correct that. Yeah. So are you cool with the rest of the band and the other guys? Because oh, yeah. this has nothing to do with any of you. Yeah. No, no, this does like not this, have it, to do with us. No, yeah. it is so no, non-internal. It, it, it messed with us and it and it sucked, you know? Like, it, it, it took a toll on all of us and it it wore us out, like, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, all, all which ways. And, like, it kind of for a while stripped the life out of us. And it, and it was hard because we would try to get together and have fun. And when you have that much weight on your shoulders, that much of a burden on your back... It's really hard for you five to be the careless group that we were, and oh, that yeah. was that was just unfair, man. Like that, that really sucked. But what's nice lately, actually, is the fact that we are apart, and there isn't a business sense. And talking about making that separation, the business yeah. isn't involved with us right now. I'm actually the closest I've been with these guys in the last couple of years, which because is crazy we can just to have say. Fun. I saw Zach last night, and we. You know, we were having a great time at a Halloween party and, you know, like it's so fun again. And so that's, that's been awesome. Wait, is it fun again because you've let go of this weight? Like, why don't we as attached to a huge yeah, we legal let, we, burden? We let, we're, we're still going through it together, but, but separately in a sense, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, there's not a weight between us now where like, we're like, oh like it feels like the ship is crashing like no we're all figuring it out on our own but at least we have the freedom on our own to kind of figure it out now you know that's that's been nice is there resentment that exists because why don't we wasn't necessarily correct me if i'm wrong like you yeah. guys announced the tour yeah. you were ready to go I, oh yeah there were people that you were talking to about opening i you, like i no we were we no, you were had, set you had an opening we had set. rehearsal a week out from like, when it got pulled down i mean we were ready to go so to say that this was unexpected is that a fair thing to say oh very yeah yeah it was very unexpected and you know i i was again the nerd whiz kid that was making music in the back of the bus all the time and so i feel like i had the luck of having 300 plus songs ready to go ready to go to an extent at least where then i could sit down and go where am i now with this and right on top of that but I really took a lot of time to figure out who I was at, because I just loved it so much. I was, it was my hobby. Like, you know, Corbin loved video games and he was playing Fortnite. I was I, sitting on my laptop and I was making beats and that was like, 
and that wasn't something of- we did for the band necessarily but when when this all happened i kind of went oh shoot well wait i have i have a lot of stuff i've said and you know that was the first time i really w- looked back and heard it all back too and went oh there's some there's some stuff mm-hmm. here you know so that was like a blessing in disguise for me. Well, the so, amount of times I'd walk backstage and see you all doing your things at your different computer stations. <laughs> everyone had something, you know. Like, yeah, it's everyone was their own character. Yeah, Green th- rooms were hilarious. Oh man. my god, dressing rooms were. And I've seen you in some ridiculously <laughs> narrow and small oh, yeah. and crusty. Oh, and, the nooks and crannies. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! And didn't matter where you all were, you set up your shit. And oh you yeah, did we your made it work. Thing. That was home. We were like nomads out there, man. Yeah, you really and we were. We toured more than most artists even we were four four years straight we would come back for a week for christmas and then we were back out i I told you last time and it's a line that people still hit me with when they see me (laughs) you guys worked harder than anything i've ever seen (laughs) we actually found out we broke the record at atlantic records for the most promo ever i told you i told you you call i I will find an old clip where he goes i think you guys probably broke the like there was like no way there's just yeah it was gnarly we would literally (laughs) yeah we would wake up at 5 a.m interviews we would go to the show do sound check do meet and greet do the show we would go to the bus it'd be 2 a.m go to the next city wake up five i mean we get three hours of sleep every night it was insane and then 5 a.m you're just like you have to go again oh my gosh it was crazy so we were like the loopiest bunch you could (laughs) and you could see it in our first interview we were all over (laughs) yeah but your performances were always impeccable oh i got i gotta say that's just pure adrenaline and i missed that when you needed to work you always rose to the occasion and I have seen your show many times. My favorite part will always be when you whip out the freaking uh, oh the cello, yeah the cello, and you I sit down you, and you play it. It's oh, thank you, so good. I'll be You're whipping, so talented. I'll be whipping that. Well, let me You'll rephrase be it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll be whipping it out again <laughs> at my next show. It'll be. I- <laughs> Tickets are sold out already. Whatever oh, you're gonna go. whip out, let's people go. are gonna be there. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be really fun. So well, let's break this down. When in all of this timeline wise do you actually start making your own stuff or in mm. that like hard drive that you have that's been collecting dust is it a collection of things that you maybe were going to pitch to the band things that you maybe I was, could see I as was, your own I was just making it for fun and I think it's so personal we tried with one song that never came out to actually record it with the band one of mine that was like a very personal song and it just didn't work because there was music made for the band and the band had a sound and my yeah. sound just wasn't that i mean if you listen to can we pretend it sounds nothing like the band and that totally. wasn't intentional it just when i make what i'm making mm-hmm. and it's like me i'm not really even referencing anything i'm just i'm just making it and so it's got a very unique sound that a, I, why don't we was already a brand even and we had this sound that we loved yeah they were two different things and so a lot of the music i was making on my own kind of had that similar effect where it was like it made sense for me and it had this this voice and sound that was daniel but it didn't really fit the band necessarily um and so i i pulled splices like there might be like a hook from two three years ago where i go oh now that that's cool and then i take it now and build back on it where i'm at now you know there is like a current thing happening where I'll probably go home after this. I, there's this idea I gotta go finish. Actually, you know, like I'm still working every day because it's a hobby. But I'm pulling from a lot, a lot of different places, a lot of different tracks I made. That's really cool that you're using old stuff to be rebuilt upon now. Yeah, I mean, 
if there's a melody that feels timeless, I, I'm really trying to stretch for stuff right now that just feels timeless, you know? And so if there's ever a melody where I feel like that could have been made two years ago, but still resonates with me today, yes. that, that feels special, you know? So can we pretend that we're good? Where does it start? Is it starting with lyrics or when that you, one, and when? That one, I was at a rehearsal and I just figured out, I found this video, I could probably find it on my phone. Um, it, I was at a rehearsal uh, with the band for the tour that got canceled. <laughs> and <laughs> and I just uh, like had a little moment where I you know heard a melody. So that one started with a melody. And then I sat on it for like two months, didn't do anything with it, heard it back later and went, oh, that is, you know, catchy. S something. Then the production came in, and then I wrote the lyrics with my friend Anthony, and that dude. No way. He is, yeah, you know, and, of yeah. Of course. Dude is such a poet, and I, I'm a very conceptual writer. Like I think of like what I want the whole story to encompass. He is so good at what's the like stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like he's so good at writing exactly what he's feeling, and it gave so much magic to that song, where it was like exact thoughts and very emotional appeal but also being very like this is what it's talking about you know and still structured like a real pop song thank you yeah yeah i mean that's probably what, why don't we built into me is yeah. i just like the pop structure but thank you thank i'm trying to i know i have it like right here it's pretty it's super cute <laughs> where is it i thought i made like a, a little oh i did yeah here we go here we go i hope this isn't not some weird it's just a black screen so we'll see <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Let's see. And then there's like this cute little other one. Definitely not the words. But yeah, yeah that's but you could hear it in there. Yeah, that's super October cool. October third, twenty twenty one, almost actually a year so i was wrong Holy it wasn't it wasn't made i don't know what that rehearsal was for i was wrong about it being wait for that. that's crazy almost a year ago yeah or a little yeah a little over a year ago yeah i just realized i almost dropped it exactly a year from when i thought of it that's crazy so when do you oh, wow. do you start fleshing Ooh. that out into a real <laughs> song immediately or what well so i sat on that one for like two months I didn't think much of it when I first made it, and I actually heard it being how you just heard it there, this acoustic little thing, and then I heard Happier Than Ever, <laughs> and was like, that is exactly where that song should be going. And when you hear the other stuff too, it's all got this dark rock, hip-hop, R&B undertone to it. So that, that one though, when it was done, lightning in a bottle, like when it was all finished, I kind of like zone out for like hours all night i'm sitting on it till like 5 a.m and then like backed up you know went and got a water or something got my ears all fresh came back hit play and was like called my manager like yo we got one. like i mean that one that one was special the second it was done he felt like it. whoa yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Yeah. How many songs did you have finished before you announced that you were going solo? <laughs> I mean, God. Like finished. Much. Finished. 60 would be my guess wow finished uh, finished holy so, yeah. wow. probably like 300 good little things but there's got to be like 60 where i'd be okay putting those out hold on but so, you know i'm still gonna i'm not gonna put out a 60 song album no way but, yeah, but what was the process to determining that can we pretend that we're good being the first one i don't know i just felt it when that one was done magic in a bottle but also maybe the way people reacted when i played it i mean you you make music to entertain people and i would play them you know a few songs that one just it got people out of their seats it got i mean when the tremolo vocal hits if no talk about a weird sound <laughs> <laughs> when that hits people are like what is that like it there was just so much about it that was so interesting and unique and i don't know when i heard it back the first time it just felt like this is me more than like anything i made the other songs of mine you can hear like inspiration and influence more of where it comes from this one felt pretty like i don't know if i've heard this before and there's still inspiration you can hear happier than ever in there and you can hear undertones of other stuff but at the end of the day it's pretty unique you know like mm -hmm. it's it's got its own taste and flavor and so that made me really happy about it i was like it's a statement you know it, it is a statement and Thanks. i feel like it's a statement that could be taken very generally but uh, maybe also poignant for you yeah for sure is it coming from a reality standpoint or is it coming from ants reality where does it come uh, from? yeah it's coming from a reality standpoint yeah it, it could mean a lot of different things so i don't like to no totally it's I, I, I think it's broader than just like a, a traditional relationship it definitely was awesome real stuff it, yeah definitely it could it, it i kind of liked that it could land on a few different things that i was going through but there was a specific like when i went in that day to write the lyrics i was like I need to write about this. Had you announced that the band was done at the time that you were going to write it, or did you know it was coming? No. No. Mm -hmm. I was just making it. Did you know that you need th that the band's end could be in sight? Uh, Yeah, I think... I would say the last year we were they all put in pretty walking on eggshells with the lawsuit and everything going on. We were like, well, like, you know, let's... Uh, love you guys. Let's see what happens. You know, like, hoping that it wouldn't obviously and hoping all goes well that's obviously what you hope but we the last year we were all kind of like all right let's just like hope for the best try to do all we can and phew, man there were layers to but, that but in a way did you guys almost feel like it was time yeah i don't know yeah. dude yeah maybe just in the, if it was like a storybook mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're reading it like a storybook like that felt like the chapter at that point where like the way life goes you're like yeah but it definitely wasn't the way that we would hope yeah especially you talk to 16 year old us we would not have hoped that's how it goes no, obviously but also you have billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of streams thank you thank you like it like yeah those are that's like real like that's like real tangible success and oh yeah and that i mean that's a catalog the that's fucking awesome dude and it's i mean our fans are some of the most amazing fans to still to this day be sticking with us even through all this even through us breaking up us doing our solo stuff right now they have i mean they're still there and that is something that like i i don't even there's not words to describe like how thankful we all are for that it's crazy it really is crazy how dedicated they've been to us so, through all of it when do you start really focusing on your own stuff 
uh, when the tour when the tour got pulled down, I was like, okay, you know, I I think at some point, especially during COVID, we all started making stuff and messing around, yeah. and I think obviously there's a part like for me it was always like there's a part of me that I haven't even shared with the world, and I'd love to share that. You know, you you, you got to find the right time, and like, uh, you you got to keep empathy, and and that's something that's really important to me. You know, I wanted to, you you got to do this with an empathetic heart, because if you start thinking selfishly, it never serves you the way you want it to. And I, I've seen enough selfishness in the last two years to not want to be part of that at all. And so, as much as I selfishly did love the music I was making. I wanted to make sure if it came out, it was under a circumstance where I'm not putting that above the pedestal of my band because I really do care about those guys, you know. Respect. Yeah, I, thanks, I mean, man. it is. <laughs> I, I say respect, and it is, you know, fueled by integrity, but also in the same breath, like why don't we just give each and every one of you the most? Like, oh yeah, it's why, no, it's why you're the able to have a house, gift dude. Like, we have fuck. ever been given, yeah, a but thousand also, percent. In the same, in the same breath. Yeah. Great gifts do come at great costs. Oh yeah. And that's that's what we've been learning. But but, but I also think that like what should not be lost on anyone, it, like sometimes the bigger the gift, the bigger the, the, the bigger the cost, right? Dude, I love that you say that. I've always imagined like like if this is life as a line, right? If if you wanna choose the nine to five life, you're gonna have this much good I would expect and that much bad and it's gonna stay here and you can be totally happy with that because the good is gonna weigh out the bad about evenly yeah. mm -hmm. right you're not gonna have some crazy thing happen most likely like 98 percent of the time right it stays about the same if you have a boy band situation where it takes off and you're playing a re and you're doing this dude you can go super high but when you fall you fall ooh, so much you're, harder you're gonna exactly the higher you go the harder you fall and that's what that's the learning mm. experience that I, you know, now feel like I've been given to learn from, you know, for when you're in the down, it really sucks. But learning to kind of back up from all of that and use it as wisdom is like where I'm at now. And I still figuring but, it out. You know, it's not every it's no fall, easy task. But. Totally. But with every fall comes great knowledge and great understanding and exactly. a better perspective. If to, you look at it, if you choose you to, you to look to. at it that way, that's the whole. Yeah, exactly. You got to choose to look at it that way. I, because I mean, there, I, honestly, with how like with how much happened when you're here, like when you're here and the carpet's ripped from you and you go into COVID, like felt like the last thing I had to worry about in terms of everything happened. It was crazy yeah. how much stuff was happening, and I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that. Where like COVID was tough and it brought up a lot of other tough stuff. When you're down here. I, there's a point where you're like, I could turn into a vegetable right now if I wanted to, <laughs> you know, matter. and it would be easier. Yeah. It would have been easier at that point, but you got to decide right there if you're going to do that or not. You can't just let it go by, you know, it's and it's not easy, but you also, I don't know, maybe it was easier for me because I just love music. You know, it's, it's what I want to do. So, so you start making your own stuff really during the panorama but really gets yeah. serious once tour gets canceled the panorama, yeah. so how fast do you feel like you need to get records done and polished oh, well, again and like i figure mean out a vision yeah on, once like, it was go time i'm not the type to like sit around for anyone and wait to the point where i, I produced the whole thing myself like i was Sick. like i'm gonna just do it all so, on my own what you know? is the conversation like with the guys uh i trying to remember i they all knew the song i played it for him before um, 
actually i do remember now we were all sitting in my living room and my manager brought it up and he was like you know daniel has this song and it was it was pretty i want i want to say it was like really close to the tour being pulled too and so i was obviously a little nervous about like bringing it up to the guys because again i care i don't want Mm -hmm. it to come off as like oh you know i'm dropping this song and you know i've been waiting for like i didn't want it to feel like that i just had it this is what i do this is what i love i'm gonna get going on it my manager says you know he he has this song he wants to drop it and i'm like please nobody pull out boxing gloves like please you know (laughs) Dude, Jonah gets up and he walks straight towards me and he's a big boy, you know, I'm like, oh boy, what's he gonna do, bro? And he gives me this big old hug and he's like, I'm so excited for you. I started bawling, dude. <laughs> and then Corbin from like the corner is like, song's hard, bro, let's go. Like, <laughs> and like all of them, Jack Zack, just were like, I'm so happy for you, man. Like, that's amazing. Because again, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't have to do with us, you know? Yeah. We want the best for each other. Like I'm, and I've been hearing some of the stuff my boys are making and it's amazing. I'm excited for them. Like we just, we just want to stay doing what we love, you know? And again, God bless our fans for waiting around this long. And like, I'm excited for them to get even see the side of us. You know, we talked years ago about the idea of when we were a band doing these separate EPs at one point where we did our own sound because like we all do have our own unique flares and sounds you know i corbin's got this r&b flair that's crazy and we always wanted to show that and so again we're trying to look at it in the best light we can and be like wait this is this is a great opportunity for us to to dive into ourselves you know but it's a big gift and blessing to be able to do that Mm -hmm. with your bandmates because a lot of these when these things end typically it gets political in the band and it i find it to be such a gift that i can like still hit my bandmate up and be like how you know how are you and and get advice from them and we're still going through the same situation right now if you you don't realize that you're in it together and it's a brotherhood and like when one rises you all rise with it like you guys are insane yeah yeah then it then it gets real tough we don't want to go there (laughs) but but like at the end of the day like you 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 want to understand that like you're in this together and i i think the the circumstances around the group coming to a close was so out of everybody's control so it wasn't like anybody's personal decision to exactly pull the rug out or you know make a step that was out of line that wasn't yeah. you know it, no we were like more cognizant than normal i think of making sure everyone was okay with it because it wasn't from this selfish intent like totally. we don't want to screw each other over at all you know there's no intention there but we also we got careers to take care of now totally. and, and that's how we all see it you know like i think now there might be a little friendly competition but it's like <laughs> fun you know like jonah won't play me some of his new tracks and i know that shit's good i want to he hear <laughs> no he won't play it. but i won't play in mine so it's fun <laughs> but see that but see competition that? fuels actual greatness exactly and like it's from like a it's from love and intent like yeah, it's family. fun you know you want yeah the exactly best for those around you it's not like screw that you know like no. yeah, yeah but if, so. if jonah does play something you think you could add a little bit to it will you say something or do you not even put no i'd be like it sounds good <laughs> 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 no i mean if he asked me sure he asked me sure the way i, I don't s- know if he would ask <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, true yeah the way I see this genuinely is as you go off and do your own thing, your individual colors get brighter because people get to know you more. Yeah. So then when and if you choose to go back to why don't we, which could be in the cards, could not, never yeah. say never. Yeah. Prolific words. 
when you come back the that whole, was crazy right, that i just down. did that yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take a beat okay anyway. <laughs> when you all come back together that much brighter the painting that you all collectively paint becomes that oh much more yeah vivid. and honestly i love that you said that because these solo endeavors i think are lighting everyone's like fuse again their match yeah because like, you all got comfortable even though you were living yeah. a hard life that required a lot of work yeah well and again you, like you get in a routine of that hardness and you there's comfort that's bred from that yeah you're totally right and it's nice to be like running a race again right Fuck now yeah. you know fighting this fight like I think I'll look back at this and like as much as it felt like this dark period of fighting, I'm gonna look back and be like, it's always the time you look back on and go, oh, but we were running there. Like it, w when it actually becomes that, it actually gets kind of boring. You're right. Like when you're up there, then you're stressing about staying there. When you're here, there's so much less care, like yeah. in a good way, you're careless in like a really fun, exciting way. That's been fun for me musically. You know, the music I'm making is kind of all over the place and like i've had conversations with people where they're like you need to like hone in who i keep getting this question who are you trying to recreate like everyone like who what? are you pulling from who's the artist in the past that you're trying to be now and i'm why like why the fuck would anyone ask i'm that? trying to be daniel but like because there, there's all there's that stupid, formula right stupid like question. there's that formula where people think you gotta like be something that's worked already but like Thank God for someone like Billie Eilish. Even, or even thank God for Harry now. Look at someone who was in the side of what you would consider the formula. Look what his last album was and look at the album before that. I, I think that is awe-inspiring. And that's that's musically where I know I'm capable of heading. So I'd be doing myself disjustice to not go there, you know? Uh, Yeah, but also like anybody who goes like, what artist are you pulling from the past <laughs> is someone who is... You no, can imagine I, what they look like, no, maybe I, how old they are, I, what they I sound. I hope they watch this. You're fucking moronic. <laughs> you, understanding that, like, history does repeat itself in not obvious or intentional ways. Like, when history organically yeah. resurfaces and, like, trends are reborn, it's never, like, dot for dot, letter for letter. It comes in a way that, like, you, it, it sneaks up on you. you yeah. Nobody who's doing that is planning You're to, like, so right. be the next X. That's not... No. That's, and it's always that. more than ever too it's so genuine now you have the to be the great art is bred from authenticity the authenticism is everything now and that Bro. makes me so happy Bro. the formula tries to follow what was first authentic always right uh, like and that's what's nuts like you can go back and go say like i don't know harry styles yeah. pulls from x he's not intentionally pulling from x exactly he's become that well because and it's okay tied to like to, yeah roots. like to an extent you take inspiration but and if you're copying them, sure. But if you take inspiration and you make it your own, then it's your own. So That's like, the whole, you know. Make Okay, maybe some people could go, Olivia Rodrigo is uh, comparable to Alanis Same. Morissette or Avril Lavigne or yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. I, I think... You but know, when you hear Olivia, you know it's Olivia mm -hmm. and, you, and not Taylor. Yeah. But it, you can hear Taylor in it. That's great. You know, you can hear Billy in my new song, but it's not Billy, you know. Totally. There, there, there is inspiration there and like... There, you're gonna hear more inspiration but when you compile it all together that's what i still love about albums too is you take it all and it becomes this like whoa what this world i'm really excited for that um but yeah like, yeah you can't that's how it works Make how it, it works yeah but again yeah you try Fuck. to copy it like an abc list it's just no, repetition of history sneaks up on no. you and it comes from it takes the fun times. out of it too talk about having fun in a studio that's that's how the fun is made right there it's like not caring that much not overthinking just it, being you know? yourself yeah so who's in the studio with you when you're making this music just me wow i actually prefer 
like it's so weird but i prefer like just me being in the room because like i'm a people pleaser right so when someone walks in a room like you, you turn and like you guys are interviewers you know you turn on a switch to an mm. extent but i don't know you're you guys are pretty genuine all the goddamn time i'm, I'm pretty but, much the same every no, time yeah you see i, I right? mean that's yeah and that's a talent of yours that i don't know <laughs> if i have because when i'm on my own in the studio this is my face <laughs> is it on fun? the like laptop just like oh yeah i'm making the hardest shit you ever heard i'm like this <laughs> like that's you know and maybe not when i'm playing an instrument and i'll kind of get into it or whatever but yeah like i like just like zoning out like when it comes to like making the music i'm like fully one of those like whiz kid nerd guys like i like just yeah honing in on it you so know? will you start with production or do you start with a lyric or a melody that you come up with depends on the song but typically i start with a melody or production like i'll hear a song and be like oh that fits where I resonate with. I'm gonna go make something similar to that. I've been doing that a lot lately, and and then I'll come back and add like layers to it. But by the end, you're like, where'd you pull from? Like yeah. the other day, I I listened to This Is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> and was like, this is the hardest melody I've ever heard. And then I heard ha uh, Feel Good Inc. for the first time in my life. Oh. Never heard the Gorillas. What? I actually saw them at Coachella with Billy, and I was just like. Who's this guy with a megaphone? I never heard of them. What? And like, uh, yeah, growing up in Portland, we didn't listen to like anybody but like singer songwriters. Yeah. Like Alan Stone was Folk. like the guy I looked up to. Ed Sheeran was the most mainstream artist I knew, and maybe Adele. But like, it was very folk. Yeah, like people that like really small but storytellers though. Yeah, real storytellers. Yeah. So I, I heard Halloween, heard that song, and ran home and made this. It sounds like some feel good gorillas meets this is halloween thing and you when you hear it you could probably go oh i hear little gorillas in there you definitely can't hear this is halloween <laughs> at this point but to like see where it ends up is always fun but you are know? you setting lyrics to match whatever mood comes from that production yeah yeah and i've been trying to get better at writing down a thought and then separately i'll do this and then if they almost like match up that seems mm. to be working for me lately sort of like a little poem outside of the cadence of melodies i'm hitting and then i like go oh wait but this like coincides with that or i feel like a lot of writers do this you do the <laughs> and then you're like oh i heard this word in there and then you build off of that yeah. that's fun too but it depends on the song i try to let like the moment just happen and then like after a good hour of like not thinking at all i go walk away i come back and i like play and sometimes i'll play it and i'll be like oh my sometimes i'm like i gotta go to bed right now this is terrible <laughs> like it doesn't always work but well, yeah. at what point do you go to and and is he on any other songs but uh, this one we're not writing together as much but uh we like hit it for like a week solid where i had a ton of songs I, lyrics take me way longer i'll take three to six months because i want the lyrics to like really matter and that's where ant and me blended so well as he's just spewing out these thoughts and i would always have a concept in mind of where i wanted to bring it and so using these thoughts and kind of morphing them into where i saw it going it, we knocked out pff, 30 songs on our own whoa yeah we yeah we had like a album and a half's worth of songs that we made together just like that like he he's an amazing talent he's awesome holy shit yeah yeah it was really fun and it was again like we were we were just homies having fun we it, it wasn't this like we need to make like it wasn't for anything or you know 
but can we pretend i mean look what it ended up being you know like it, it we were just having fun with it which is when the best things happen mm -hmm. i swear it's always the case and like that's why you just can't take it serious you know it's you're not gonna get something special out of being like we need to copy this person. We need to sound like this. And, like it just That's doesn't, crazy. doesn't. Doesn't. I also think that like Pete. Like, do you think ever like Michael Jackson was asked like, so who are you pulling from? <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. Like, what's it like? Who are you trying to emulate? Exactly. Who are you and to again, be? Like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, you can be like, who do you love? No, you're yourself wrapped you in inspiration that, based on what yeah. you've experienced. Yes. You just wow. You bars dude oh my gosh do you think your fans had expectations though of what you were going to release or do you think yeah and i intentionally didn't give them any of the rock side <laughs> of can we pretend because i wanted to like woo them mm -hmm. um <laughs> i teased only the acoustic part and it sounded like some pretty little ballad the like so you thought beautiful. it was yeah like everyone i saw so many comments being like this is gonna be so pretty and like Oh, I, that's why I asked them to do reaction videos. And I had a field day that day watching. I'm just geeking out because it goes, it starts with that little guitar. Doom, 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 and it just stays there. And the, the next thing you hear is an 808 and a tremolo vocal, like the opposite of the start. If not, <laughs> I'm going to do that like two more times. That hits. And every time I played it for someone, like the live reaction just like gave me chills. And so that day was fun for me watching fans be like what like play it again like what did i just hear like that mission accomplished did it go the way you hoped it could go yeah yeah it was really fun how long have you been thinking about that day <laughs> actually not that long to be honest i don't think i was thinking about it like that i think i think i was pretty damn nervous the day it came because it is so different and our fans are used to a certain sound and whatnot it's obviously yeah. like scary to open up in that way but at the same time, like, I would rather, like, die on something that I know is me than, like, try my whole life to be something I'm not. And maybe it even works out better for me. So I was going into it just, like, I don't care how well this does at this point. Like, I'm having the most fun I've had in a long time on the music aspect with this song. And that, any amount of love and, and validation at that point was, like, bringing me to tears. So that whole day, I was just a wreck. Like, the amount of love that came in from fans and even, like... The DSPs and all oh, that yeah. stuff that you hope for. Just like all encompassing. I was, dude, I was beside myself that day. I was like, this is crazy. Daniel, it was a really, really special day. Daniel CV was on the cover of Pop Culture. Yeah. It our was playlist. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It, it is special. Just thinking yeah. about it, I'm like, man, that was, uh, it's a good day. And again, my bandmates are texting me, congrats. Like, it was, yeah, it was pretty amazing i haven't actually thought about it much because i've just been going doing this it's cool to think about it for a sec i mean the music video is pretty sick too you went back to Thank portland you. to do that right or went to portland yeah i hadn't been there since we did a show i want to say four years ago oh there wow and yeah portland's going through it a little bit right now i hope it gets a little better it's I, crazy. I went to like Voodoo Donuts, one of my favorite donut shops, and I went at like 9 p.m. Sketchy. You'd think you were at Horror Nights, bro. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of homeless there right now. It's crazy. It's really sad. Yeah. No, it's it's nuts. I was like, whoa. But you grew up but, like, more in the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like half, 20 minutes outside of Portland. Yeah. Um, Which is woods. Yeah, it was pretty wood woodsy. It was pretty woodsy. I had a forest in my backyard, so yeah. Sick. Like like a like it was like a public trail walking trail. I would just hop the fence and 
you know, go kindle wood and shit. <laughs> As a kid, oh yeah, yeah. I saw my grandparents. That was so sweet. They haven't changed one bit. My grandma still has this perfect little white afro. Her hair is amazing. <laughs> my grandpa had the same floral shirt on. Like, I was like, "Have you washed it, Grandpa?" Like, was same exact cargo pants on. I was like, "This is crazy." They, and they were just the sweetest as always. Was it nice to go back now? Like, oh in, my gosh, yes. Like reminding me of so much of the mm -hmm. parts of me I loved, you know, like I felt like a kid again. I'm going all these, I was in my bedroom as a kid, you know, all of that was like a healthy reminder given the last two years of all the crap that happened. I, I don't even think people understand for me, it was really something because I, there was this lawsuit. Well, there was, I think four lawsuits. <laughs> my best friend died in my arms. My mom got cancer. My parents divorced. And then there's other stuff that just... But, like, this was all in the span of a year, really. And so, like, that year, I was like, man, what, like, what is going on? You know, like, it it was so much happening at once, I couldn't even, like, believe... And it's still a process of working that all through your head. But at the same time, I was like, I need to, I need to make a decision right now. If I'm going to let this control me and my thoughts throughout my day, or if I'm going to choose to to in a good way move on and move forward and that choice changed everything for me because i mean i'm telling you it was it was a hectic it, two years i knew about everything but i didn't know about your best friend passing yeah well Corey. Uh, yeah i i don't know if you might i mean yeah he was mm -hmm. he was a, he was a well-known dude I, quite the stud i knew of him yeah yeah he's tatted on me right here that night he, he was from australia he was a drinker and so he was he, he it was his birthday yeah. Um, and he had been drinking quite a bit as we always did together. We we were <laughs> we were at some party kids. We were having fun. I mean, I was like, I don't even know how old I was when we were having fun together. But that night, he took a tattoo gun. He was, you know, he had a couple drinks and he tattooed his name <laughs> on his own leg upside down. <laughs> and so, like, all the friends that were there ended up getting that exact tattoo. So I have like Corey in like the funniest font on my leg right now. But it was crazy, man, because I actually wasn't, I was working on a song idea that day as I always am. And he had his birthday party set and I, I was like, I'm gonna get there a little late. You know, I'm working on this. I wanna get it done. And I showed up there, uh, I showed up there a little late when I pulled up the lambo he was in it, it was a friend sh like showing off his new car you know it drove off and i didn't think anything of it because i just got there like i just pulled up and i walked in the door like where's my boy you know and everyone's walking towards the door and i'm like what like what's going on oh Corey just got in that lambo with daniel like everyone knows you know daniel silva this guy uh he was a tattoo artist that Corey looked up to a ton and they had both been drinking. Skirted off. You got to an accident. I didn't even know. And so I go, oh, and as like they told me that I hear, a, you know, you hear the sound and we go out and like two blocks down, I just like see it like coming off the tree. And I'm like, we get down there. And the craziest thing is like, this is like the whole birthday party like is all his best friends and like it's morbid in a sense and like kind of bittersweet where it's like whoa like what a 
crazy way to go, I guess, if it was going to happen that all your friends are there. were there to help. Me and my friend Oscar, adrenaline going through us, just yanked the door off, pulled him out, like, you know, the whole thing went to the ER, and we all just waited out there for like an hour. And like, that's where it was crazy. We're all thinking like, there's no way that he's not going to come out. And a doctor comes out and he was like, yeah, no, it, it, you know, it's, it's not looking like it's, and like, it's crazy because things happen in life where like, you don't think it's really happening and it's too surreal. And three months later it hits you. This was different. It was so real that it just, <laughs> like, Bro, it you pulled hit him out of the car immediately. Yeah. And when, when they said like, he's not going to make it like that moment, I swear it took me a year and a half to like get back to life not being too real like before nothing mattered the second those words came out of that dude's mouth everything mattered for a good year every word that came out of people's mouths like did something to me like it it was a weird and i haven't i mean this is one of my first times even like talking very openly about it because it was so hard to even like i would say like I could like have those small talk where I'd be like, yeah, it happened. And then like move on from it. Yeah. Very weird thing to process because it's like, it's bigger than you. It's outside of your control. And that was tough for me, not being able to like control the situation and just like accept it. But also sec. true character is tested in those moments. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's where I'm like. The person who runs towards the explosion. Yeah. But again, like I'm it the taught same me way. Of and everything. I can see in my head. Oh yeah. Oh, it's I, I'm so sorry that you went through that. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And. I mean, it was right. You did the right happens, thing. But it's you know, life forever. happens. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It did. For a while, everything mattered before nothing mattered. And I do think the silver lining, like the, if I find a gift in it all, it taught me there's like a middle ground where stuff does matter i think words really do matter but those nuances of like awkward silence or messing up or you know when when you feel like the room's closing in on you and whatnot that does not matter like laugh it off it does not matter you True. know and mm -hmm. that used to be my whole personality to a point where like nothing matter and that's unhealthy you know i I used to have a problem where I wouldn't text my family enough and keep up with the people I love enough because I was in my own world too much. And now I'm like, man, family's everything. Like there are things that matter. And so like, I do think the lesson in that was like finding a balance of like choosing what matters and what doesn't, you know, that, that, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Can I mean, you, like, I, I'm just, can you see that? Like, does that moment replay in your head often? Oh Yeah 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 it's crazy i like I, i've heard some people say like if when a traumatic event happens you like can't picture it or remember it that you block it out <laughs> didn't happen for me it's like <sighs> can definitely see it crazy it'll black out eventually mm. yeah sometimes uh, i know i'm i'm telling you know you, though like, i i've come to i've, I've come can, to enough terms with it where now i just understand like that is life you yeah. know you know but before before i and i thank my parents for this even my whole upbringing my parents were so great that it felt like way more of this than this and yeah. maybe that's why this hit so hard but i thank them for it my upbringing was amazing i mean my parents were so amazing they hid so much of the negative side of the world from us in in such an amazing way and it gave us this light that like i'm so proud of 
this was a tough battle but for me on my own to figure out how to like grab onto some light again and like choose mm. to be that person again like i don't know it yeah it was exciting for me you know are you able to forgive daniel siva that's his name right the uh tattoo artist uh we'll see okay oh uh, uh i tried to i tried to talk to i saw him once i i tried to talk to him and it, it wasn't a good first combo so i i don't know we'll mm. Where, we'll see where were you that he was in the same place oh it was just i mean it was weird because it was it was not it was maybe like six to eight months after it happened i hadn't gone out in a while and someone like invited me out to it was just some like party in the hills that i was at and that that's the last place i would expect to see him i guess even but i don't know at the end of the day man i'm trying to come to terms with also like the fact that he's human and like trying to understand where his head has to be at and you know we all make mistakes and like there's no part of me that also thinks that that guy intended mm -hmm. to do that accidents happen you know and so i'm trying to have like a empathetic heart on it you know and try to be i i, I don't know i just think everyone's capable of mistake and so i don't want to take that sort of anger to the grave with something like that you know that doesn't feel right so yeah i don't know i would love to i would love to talk to him at a time that makes sense i think that would be good but i don't know i i don't like the idea of just like pinning it on this guy as this thing he intended upon i don't think that was at all you know no one in, mm. no one intends to do something like that was your first interaction with him different than the conversation we're having now yeah no i was definitely it was a heat of a moment conversation yeah it was it was too <laughs> soon yeah too soon it's it was too soon for both of us and and and, uh, and we walked away pretty quick i think it was good for both of us to walk away because it was too soon and by the way some clarity like i i said before things like that they're traumatic it gets dimmer and dimmer as time goes on but you never forget it right i think it it may not visit you Unvoluntarily or unwarranted. Yeah. But the second you tap into that moment, you can see it just as vividly as it was happening. Oh yeah. That I, I, I can tell. Yeah. I've had saved a lot of people from overdosing, and wow. I can look back at every single one of those moments in the most vivid of way. Dude, that says even more about you than yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that, dude, you got yeah, you I, got an overage of light coming off you that is like people watching this like they can see it but to feel it is something else it's it's both of you it's so special to know on top of that you've seen some of the horrors that the world can bring you to that personal extent not but easy i i just want to say thank you to you for sharing that because i that, yeah. i know thanks for well bringing it out of me in a way that felt so right the reason it's not, i not easy to do no, really. but, it, but it's also really hard and in, 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 in to revisit that in any situation sure is never a welcomed yeah it's yeah. it's it's yeah it's super hard and i could it's weird I, I it's could, just so real yeah. you know that's what's crazy it's so real nothing more real than it really and as you were you telling know? us i could feel it and i can i could see it and i, I mm. you're people who run towards moments like that again is a true test of their character and their person yeah so you know really oh, thanks the right thing i'd say admirable but the right thing to do man you know I want to hug you Integrity. all right now. What were you saying? Sorry. I want to give you all a big old no, hug. No, I was just saying when I reacted to what you said that is because like as you're talking, like my best friend died in an accident like seven years ago. Oh my and, gosh. Like, 
it doesn't get easier. You, the, wow. What you just talked about now is more than I've spoken about in seven years. Wow. I won't talk about it. Dude, so I like, don't blame you, you. Yeah. I so get, that's what I mean. Like, so you talking about it is like that, that is more than I've ever spoken about it. Oh, man. I won't well, talk about it. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. It's just too hard to talk about. No, it's, it. dude. Yeah. It, 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 everyone is different, you know, and you just got to respect that. Mm -hmm. I, I think that quote on its own could go so many places. <laughs> everyone is different. Yeah. You got to respect that. Absolutely. You know? But, man, I'm sorry. Hey. Now you said it's life. Something no. to relate on for yeah. sure. That's crazy. But I thank you for sharing that too because I, I remember when that happened. We only, we only had one conversation about it. Because I called you at <laughs> right around the time. Yeah, no, seriously. Literally, we for talked for that. 0.5 seconds about it. It's crazy. So thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. But man, like the fact that y'all are so jolly is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Seriously, yeah, that's crazy, dude, man. There's so much greatness in the reality that we all go through together. Yeah. And, uh, and like the fact that y'all are still doing what you do and loving it. Ugh. Good stuff, guy. You could say the same for you. You have music that you, you're saying you have 60 songs ready to go. Do you have a release strategy in mind at all? Oh, yeah. Like what? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to put it out. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's <laughs> about all you get. Sorry. <laughs> well, what was Bleed on Me? Like, this uh, is the debut single. What was Bleed yeah, on Me? I, I wanted to tickle the pickle a little, if you know that term, you know? <laughs> oh, I yeah. know it well. <laughs> Give me a nickel if you oh, take my yeah. pickle. I, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. Don't tip me. I, bleed on Me was about my mom. And she had just beat cancer. Yeah. And I was like, this is for her. Like, again, not caring so much about numbers. That's a great testament to it. Because I was like, I'm going to put it on SoundCloud. It's not my official release. But I need the world to hear this. And I need her to know that the world just heard this. Because it would mean that much to me. So mm. that made me so happy. And I put out a version of Hallelujah because I did it at Tribeca Music Festival. So good. At the Hallelujah premiere. And that was just like a moment for me. Because my foot in the door of this business was me auditioning uh for american idol with hallelujah mm. when i was a wee little lass so i was like i got it it felt it felt like special little moments to give the fans but not the statement that can we pretend was as like the yeah this was the real the real deal so everything that follows will be the real deal as well correct oh, yeah oh yeah so when will we get those uh you'll get something before the end of the year sick a couple you'll get a couple what but why was this the right song that to go first dude just the statement it made i think i think sonically i think sonically <clears throat> i took the most pride in it the sound of it 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 just sounded like nothing else i've really ever heard it felt like a blend of of music from the past and something so forward and new um and I think that song for me was a light bulb moment of where everything else headed. I think I was making stuff all in the similar world. I've been listening to like Cigarettes After Sex, The Weeknd, The Neighborhood, mm -hmm. like all these dark tones, 21 Pilots, like the gorillas now, you know, like all sort of this digitized, cool, dark world. And it was tough for me to apply this singer, songwriter, folk acoustic sound I was writing so easily to that that song was the first like clicking moment where both just like came together without any overthinking just whom and I was like whoa there's that's me what? that's like when I imagine who I was in this world of imagination like sound and look wise and all it encompassed that so well that I was like yeah but you got to do that more all, like you ha I, the greatest songwriters of all time are folk songwriters they're folk storytellers because they're timeless yes. there's something about timeless songs that 
it's funny because I feel like you talk about like the suit in the room and they don't even understand like something timeless almost doesn't catch your ear as easy sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, like an Adele song versus like whatever the big TikTok hit right now is. I'm sure the TikTok hit has some crazy vocal that's like right in your <laughs> face and you're like, what is this? You know, it's like some overload. But which one is going to like last please you? Uh, yeah. 20 years from yeah. now, you know, that's that's where like my soul resides and that's what i like fight for in all of my music but, and try to like build on you know? dude that storytelling is again that's what time that's what is timeless but the right producer can turn a great song that's written in a like dude what is folk it's great storytelling with either a core of a guitar it's or like piano it's acoustic singers. yeah it's soulful music but man. the greatest songs in the fucking world start as acoustic songs yeah and also skylar gray is a folk artist before she became skylar gray today she's the only human being to write for dr dre eminem and celine dion and she applied all of her folk tactics to all of these fucking hits i need a doctor get the fuck out of here you know like so like roots that you would never be like oh that the roots of that song are in folk yes. fuck you it is yeah and yeah what even is they're all just labels at it's the nuts. end of the day like what is steve lacy now oh he's amazing you he's, know he actually saying? breaks people's cell phones <laughs> you see that video it was crazy yeah. it's paula that's fucking i also rock saw one where he he like sped up the song as he was singing it like Love he it. was a tiktok and was so, he was like, <laughs> i wish i knew you wanted me i wish i it was so <laughs> funny and then just walked off the stage it's like where'd you go well can we pretend well, you have the uh, piano version and the guitar version yep. and some people in the comment section may say they like that version better oh well Wait till they hear the cello version. I'll give you something. What? Okay. Whoa! There's a cello version. There's a guitar version. When I first made the song, it was a guitar ballad, and I had, I was adding strings on it, and it was like this beautiful thing. And I was like, why not just show people just want more today? But I also want to give them something special enough to not just like throw out a song that doesn't feel up to the par for mm. me. And a great way of doing that, in my opinion, was like. I'm going to produce out all these other versions of how I heard this song that feels that special. So the cello version, I, have you guys heard part of the band 1975? The, no album's fantastic. I referenced the hell out of that song on that one because it blew my, the way Jack Antonoff did the cello on that. Like I've been playing cello my whole life. I've never heard cello played like that. So I incorporated that in this cello version and it, I, oh, it's so, it's like bouncy and fun. It's funny you're mentioning songs that don't hit at first because when that song came out I was like I don't know if I love this song but now it's one of my Dude, favorite songs on the album yes mm. and he's his lyrics are so funny man they're so good that's a good song but yeah I have that guitar version um I have this like full live acoustic like where it's kind of a culmination of all of them it's gonna come out so oh, then you'll sick. get like the full like oh, wow, it'll fun. be like you'll think a band is playing it but it's just me like the no pun intended like a one man band <laughs> But it'll be really sick. Um, and then I'm going to do it all live. I've been messing around. You know, like Ed Sheeran has that loop pedal. pedal? Yeah. I've, since I was 15, been obsessed with the loop pedal. And I've never been able to showcase that in the band. Obviously, it didn't really make sense oh. for what we were doing. But the silver lining in that is in all that time, I've really like perfected kind of a, a cracked out version of it where this is where nerdy me comes in i got all my instruments like in a circle hooked up to the looper you gotta do it yourself. so instead of playing with the just the guitar like i'll like hit a bass line loop it go to the drums amazing and so i do it for can we pretend and it's it's gonna be pretty cool also i want to do that for it, my show too yes i think yeah. people are gonna it'll be the most margin friendly touring you'll be rich <laughs> oh, thank you
you'll get a better security system. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you know, given the last two years. I'm joking. I could use that. <laughs> no, real talk, because you eliminate, oh, like, backline. You don't need a band. Oh, you don't yeah. Need that was a genius of Ed. He played the guitar. Yeah, dude, he has From fucking stadium. TVs. Motherfucker. Ed knows. It's crazy. Like, dude, we see you. You tour with yeah, TVs. Yeah, it's not all about money, but if it was. You're, you're doing it on you, mate. Are you going to bring a full band, or are you just going to loop the whole show? I want a drummer. Okay. It's like all That's I ask. That's okay. We can afford that. All I ask, yeah, is a drummer. We can afford a drummer. <laughs> compared to <laughs> Baby, the way you, compared right? to the way y'all used to travel. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Screen, screen, yeah, yeah. Screen, screen, screen. Seventy-seven people, two buses, <laughs> a truck, the whole thing. <sighs> you gotta listen to Daniel Seavey's music on Amazon Music. We're gonna put a link in the description below. Highly recommend you streaming uh, these two versions of the record that we have so far. But we're gonna get more. Definitely gonna get more. Oh yeah, and. Like new new music, which so are you trying to tell for. a story collectively with the songs as a whole, or are you uh, just really focused on telling individual stories within each song? I think they do tell a story, a large one. When you look at all the songs collectively, uh huh. Yeah, I think I'm writing about my life, and people haven't really you you learn about me through these interviews, no. in in the whole time of the band. You le but personal lyrics were something that are hard to get across when you're in a band, and those. I was just writing whatever, not even knowing it was going to end up in my music. And so now I just, there's so much about me I'm going to share. It's going to be so fun. So if you want to get to know Daniel Seavey, you listen to his music right now, okay? Yeah. Do it. Okay. We're going to put a link in the description <laughs> below. Uh, it's all going to be available on Amazon Music. Final thoughts over there, Daniel? I think we have covered a ton here wait, today. Did, wait, which one? Oh, uh, that? Oh, okay, okay. Did we miss anything? No, dude, you guys are the best. We covered a lot here. Yeah, we did. I cried a little bit. I did too. Yeah. So fun. Wow. So fun. <laughs> I'll probably, what are y'all doing tonight? <laughs> it's Halloween, right? Yeah. Oh, it's Halloween right now. Let's have it is Halloween right now. I, I think it's appropriate to have a therapy circle. Um, <laughs> a sharing circle. There. Love that. Are you going to actually go out tonight? Are you going to party? You have good Halloween oh, yeah. costumes. Thank you. It's really lucky when you're as beautiful as you are. I love you. No, it's really fucking... Like, if I looked like you, of course I'd take my shirt <laughs> off and be Peter Pan. You, you know what's wrap funny? Wrap myself in a few I was, pieces of ivy. I was out, like, a week prior, and Jesus. someone said you look like Peter Pan, and you I was, do. like, sold. So, that, that, thank you. I mean, like, you did it... I mean, you, you, you again, like, I, I wore a Pac-Man outfit because I wanted to look thinner. I need to see that. That's oh, so funny. It's I, I look phenomenal. Oh, I, I don't bet. Brag, oh my but. gosh. And also, like it's a it, it was a costume used in a movie, an Adam Sandler movie. <gasps> Who be Halloween? It's there. It is on camera. It makes it there. That's ridiculous. We should trade. Um, I'll be that. I'll be that tonight. Nobody I, wants to I, see. I snapped the leotard. Actually, shoot. Did you? I honestly, yeah. I don't think like it, me getting in your ivy would be shoving ten pounds oh, of dog shit in so one pound bag. Stop! <laughs> it would be horrendous. Oh, all involved. You're funny. They would vomit. They <laughs> no! would. They would head to Neverland. Guys, we so all quickly. know this isn't true. No, it, it is. is gorgeous. I hide my body with oversized cardigans. <laughs> um, everybody, yeah. Daniel Seavey, listen to his music. His Halloween costumes are great, but his his being and his art is so much better. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing oh your story. Thank and you for having me. You know forever and always. And this was a nice one-on-one. -on -one. It was. It was. Crazy. Our first one-on-one -on -one ever. So intimate. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, Daniel Seavey, everybody. Woo! Thank you. Thank it, you. Hey, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Daniel Seavey. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It really means a lot. And a big thanks to Daniel. And a big thanks to our sponsor, GoPuff. Appreciate y'all. That was a lot. He's the most beautiful and check out all of his music, obviously. And please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about and be safe. 
Hug your family if you can. Remind them that you love them. Don't go to jail. And kick ass today. We're around and we'll talk again soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>